0: This is the day, this is the day <laughs> that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice. No, we just we had our meeting before
1: it. this and we were talking about how Aaron you had gone to like Jesus camps and stuff like that <laughs> and you had a blink 182. We did. We
0: were, we were the coolest Christian camp this <laughs> side of Mississippi. The, the secret to being good with children for me wasn't like ever anything that I had to figure out. It was literally just like, oh, I just talk about about the stuff that I normally always talk about, which is like Minecraft. Yeah. My kids Minecraft are, awkward, Minecraft. Kids are like, eh, Minecraft! And then I'm just like, farts, and they're like, Yeah, and we love like, you. We love farts. <laughs> I always I, I I could understand like twelve-year-old boys very easily. Yeah. Um 12-year-old girls are a nightmare, and I never could have handled them, but I didn't have to.
2: I didn't <laughs> Yeah, girls to. suck. Right? No, honestly, girls do suck. <laughs>
0: well, 12-year-olds do. Um, just cuz they're mean to each other. They're so mean.
2: They're always really mean. But in, and it's like the it's like the kind of mean where it's like the I'm fine. Yeah, it's
0: that's you know? it's that's we talked about this last <laughs> yeah. episode yeah, we literally we uh, were just talking about that this. That red flag energy.
2: Yeah, um, like, 12-year-old no, girls fine. are are um, made. <laughs> Their atoms are
1: Girls do not grow. <laughs> they are created in a holding cell like the
2: Powerpuff girls. And it's all just red.
0: <laughs> it X? ain't sugar,
1: spice, and anything nice. It's, <laughs> it's, it's mean, so mean and
2: mean. It's, it's so
1: mean and mean. It's
0: solely Chemical X. They yes. skip the sugar and spice. <laughs> um, Isn't that like a Teen Titans saying Chemical X? No, Chemical like, X is, is Puff Girls. Girls.
1: Oh okay. I'm thinking. Tyler, of, I'm thinking of Red Tyler, X. He's a villain. Get, in Teen on, Titan.
0: get on your children's media. I love Powerpuff Girls. As someone who
1: considers myself an expert in children's media and anime, animation as a genre, I'm quite upset with myself.
0: This on now that. means you have to go back and watch the entirety of the Powerpuff Girls. I'm very which okay is with that. A high quality show. <laughs> that cool. that'd be super dope. Uh, it is super fun. There's all sorts. Like, there's lots of weird, like transgender themes you can explore. Yeah. There, Mr. Zane. Yeah. <laughs> also, their theme song is drum and bass. Like, love who does the that? Clearly
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls.
0: Um. Yeah, good cover. stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, time to talk about season two in its entirety from my perspective. Aaron, my what perspective, did you think about season two? Uh, pretty much exactly the same as it book? <laughs> <of> you? <laughs> you guys summed it up really well in the episode. Um, I think that what I wrote down here at, at my kind of main that I kept coming back to is season one was kind of the building season, like it was the construction season, like mm. let's establish everything. Yeah. And season two is the play, like we get to have fun now. Ooh, like
2: um, that's a great way to put it. And they
0: yeah. and they really do. They they set up some of the darker themes in 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 season one with you know talking about genocide and the war itself and a few of those elements. Um, But season two, they begin to... This is where they really start to turn things on the head. Because season one, you know... Well, it is, you know, uh, kind of painting things in a light that kids wouldn't normally see. It is still um, very tame. Yeah. It's very, very tame. Um, So season two kind of gave break early an opportunity to explore a lot of the challenging things that come with war. Like, you know, we see Zuko and Iroh as refugees. Um, we see a redemption arc, which is uncommon in children's television shows. The villain for all of season one basically becomes a, a, an antihero, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they talk a lot about corruption and, the main the or the i guess the non main the non main villain the secondary villain in season two is essentially a good guy uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like that's a, a complicated thing to deal with so we get start getting really thematically dense um in season two we start getting a lot of really complex ideas um that you know Brike are are throwing around and trying to enjoy and play with and I think Wait, so how do you mean that the villain in season two is essentially a good guy well in a, in a normal children's show, right? We, things are really black and white. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if this were a normal children's show, fire nation, bad earth nation. Good. Um, oh, so we have a mean. villain. So who's there's someone who's supposed
1: to be on the good side. Who's who is not. A villain. Okay. And
0: that's, that's, I that think a really, sense. uh, a really mm-hmm. nice element to have. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and Tyler, you and I talked about this a little bit in terms of season two, um, mm-hmm. was structuring, uh, and location um set oh. and setting i think it would have been really interesting to see all of season 2 set in bossing say i think that would be mm-hmm. a really fascinating idea i like that they went around and that really kind of gave a sense mm-hmm. of, of the spread of the earth nation because it is the biggest nation so that's mm-hmm. that's a nice element and i hate to lose that on one hand uh, well, but the um,
1: majority of avatar takes place in the earth kingdom even yeah. book 1 a majority of book 1 takes, takes place, place in, in the, the earth, earth kingdom. kingdom season 2 is entirely in the earth kingdom yes. And then season three is really kind of only like half in the Fire Nation. Yeah. You know, and then the final battle is in the Earth Kingdom.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So like, yeah, it's, it's, it would have been nice because season one is very pastoral. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're in very small locations. The water tribes are very small. Um, The one, you know, kind of big location we get is uh, the Northern Water Tribe. Uh, and that's Mm -hmm. at the very end of the season, and there's only three episodes there. I was saying, I think they should have spent more time there. It would have been interesting to have that, but yeah, when we have so much embossing, say, kind of exploring the urban avatar world Mm -hmm. would have been really interesting. I really love all the episodes that take place in Ba Singsei. I think um, especially the concepts that are introduced in Cities of Walls and Secrets where Mm -hmm. there are those different sort of sections of the city. I would love to explore that. I would love to explore the politics of Ba Singsei a lot more in depth. So I think that would have been an interesting choice to make. But of course, they didn't do that. Um, And I think there's, you know, like I said, there's you're not losing you get something else out of that. You get the breadth and the spread of the travels and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's there's something to be said of that. But I think it would have been inter- interesting to kind of just really kind of railroad it there and really explore that a little bit further. Um, but either way, um, very cool. I just think it was would, would have been a little bit. Bossing say felt a little bit rushed to me. I would have liked to explore that place more.
1: See, I'm surprised you say it felt rushed. I thought that Bossing Say was kind of like a perfect amount of time. You know, They I were there more. for fourteen, fifteen, uh, not really sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Nineteen twenty. They were there for six episodes. Yeah, like that's that's a lot, you know. I wanted to see. That's 10. like over
0: Ooh. a fourth of the season. I, I guess. wanted half the season in Boston. Say, it's ambitious, all right? Sir. Yeah, but the. I think it would have made more sense to to explore those urban elements because it, it could have really this. I guess this is pulling from other series, but it, it would have made the transition into Korra and a lot of people's qualms with Korra a little bit less intense if we explored explore the urban side of, of Avatar a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my qualms with Korra don't come from the <laughs> urban yeah, there's, side. I, there's 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 a, there's a lot of qualms with Korra. Don't get me wrong.
1: Uh, <laughs> also, if you're, such if a great you're name. To this, like spoilers, we're probably not going to cover Korra. So. But if
2: we did, we could call it Qualms with Cora. With a K. <laughs> if we
0: covered Cora.
1: <laughs> I hate that so much. I kind
0: of love it and I want to do K-U-A-L-M-S it
1: K-U-A-L-M-S
2: <laughs> Or like maybe K-W for like our... <laughs> <laughs> K-W-A-L.
1: Qualms with that. Cora. I hate that so much. No, I watched That's the first funny. episode of Cora the other day and I was like... Ugh. I, I remember why I don't like this show. It's, and then I watched the second one and I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad, bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of the, the biggest complaint that I hear from a world building perspective about Cora is the technology. It feels far too advanced. It feels far too urbanized. It's a little bit yeah. aggressive. Um, It's they, like, it basically, a lot of people are like, it's try hard steampunk, which is like, yeah. not the case, I think. But like, ultimately, like that kind of, I feel, could have mitigated some of that.
1: Yeah. They, they basically went. From, like, I don't know, the equivalent of, like, the 1300s or, like, Some fourteen hundreds or something like that to the nineteen twenties in the course of sixty years. Yeah, and that does feel like a bit much. Maybe we could have seen like industrial revolution, you know, like Mm -hmm. almost. But and then that would have made way for a third Avatar. But like based off the setting, like the if they made a third Avatar series based off the next Avatar, they would be like exploring technology made in like twenty one hundreds. Yeah, far far ahead. So.
0: Well and there's you know we see lots of technology that's kind of outside its time in this show as well. I mean mm-hmm. we see the drill like that doesn't oh. feel 1300s at all. No, um, you're right about that. So there's 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 elements of it but like you know it's hard to to balance that in in a magic world. Mm-hmm. Like Exactly. Cuz think... magic magic can be used for so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And how do you you know balance that because like they are they're not necessarily like I I don't think of like quote unquote magic and technology as opposite things but they definitely would have to influence each other if yeah. they're in a world coexisting.
0: They, they play into each other because yeah, there's things that we do with technology that can be solved by magic and there are things that you can do with magic that uh, can not be solved by technology. How does magic and technology work together? Um, we see that like in the door and even in season one where you have to spit five, like how does that door work? <laughs> like how that's does a complicated, door work? That's a complicated thing to put five fireballs into a door and then have it open. So like, um, I like that. You know, technology is is kind of weird in Avatar, and I think that people kind of took that for granted. That it just felt very pastoral mm-hmm. um, in season in uh, the original Avatar, and then Korra kind of feels a little bit off the wall.
2: I've never seen Korra, but Aaron, I think you mentioned try-hard steampunk, yeah. and um, I think that's the aesthetic I've always been striving for. I mean, <laughs> it oh is so I <laughs>
0: might. to be fair, to be fair, thirteen year old me loved Korra. Thirteen uh. year old me, on the inside, I not I was I was twenty two when I watched it, but thirteen yeah. uh, year old me was freaking out because I was like,
2: "Yes, steampunk!" Yeah, I uh,
0: love
1: I steampunk.
2: Was,
1: I, I wasn't really ever vibing with season one, or I vibed with season one of Avatar or Korra, but I wasn't like, "Yes, I love this." Season two, I was like uh, uh okay and then as a kid i watched season 3 and 4 and i was like that was a lot you know but then when i went back and rewatched it as an adult i was like season 1 okay yeah that's fine season 2 sucks and then season 3 and 4 i was like this is perfection <laughs> this <laughs> is what cora should have been the entire time
0: i i don't know season 1 always holds a special place in my heart just cuz i think the themes of season 1 in cora are okay. like like you can't, you can't get better. There's a, I think bending versus non-bending is a very complicated
2: yeah. subject to deal with. That's what
0: season one of Korra is about. Is about benders versus not benders. So. That's cool. Um, yeah, it is.
2: Maybe I'll get really, really wasted one day. Maybe I'll just get
1: like just <laughs> hang <laughs> out into it. Yeah. And I'll just be like oh, whatever, well, like you know what I mean. Just like oh.
0: yeah. So that's that's basically my my season two wrap up is you know I I think it's thematically dense. Um it's interesting to talk about. I would have liked to see some some things done a little bit differently and I think some there are some things that they could have explored more but ultimately like this is exactly where it needed it to, to go. Mm-hmm. Um to this very thematically dense place because they were already touching some of they were poking and prodding the right points, kind of trying new things um for what a children's show uh, usually is and then exploited it as something that's absolutely beautiful, which is what we have here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so
1: good. Yeah. I think this this season just did a really great job of
2: I mean it asks questions. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, good, well, good with a um, non-judgmental tone, like, not positive or negative, but, like, yeah. good art, where where that comes from, is it comes from questions, and I like how they pushed it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I was going to say, yeah. this is just the most cohesive season, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. it's just the most well put together, it's just very clean, I guess. The There's networks- only a few episodes that really stand out as, like, oh, this is... This doesn't fit into the main story. The network's
0: influence is significantly yeah.
2: less mm-hmm. There's
0: not as much of it. There's mm-hmm. you can definitely see it in other seasons where you know they had to take things a specific direction. I mean, there's yeah. it, there's uh, moments, but you know they they work around them as best mm-hmm. as they can. Yeah, like
2: <sighs> the death of a mm-hmm. darling um,
0: jet. Rip. I suppose you probably want to. I also did write down um, my rating for the season, obviously. Yes, but who's your favorite character? character? We we have to talk about favorite characters first, don't we, Tyler? uh,
2: You know what?
1: When we first started this podcast, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, uh, my favorite character this season was... Aaron, we can't talk about your rating first. Oh, my God. Tyler, so help me God.
2: Um, Because we
1: have to talk about your favorite character before we do ratings. Erin, who is your favorite character this season? I would like
0: to know. My favorite character.
1: Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I suck at podcasting. Maybe that's why I don't have a job in it. Maybe that's why no one will hire me. They listen to it and they're like, oh, he sucks. That's not true. That no, is I'm kidding. so
0: not true. Um, my favorite character was obviously Iroh. Oh. Yeah. I think I could see that yeah, coming. Yep. I felt um, that. I just love Grandpa Energy. Chicha. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grandpa Energy is good stuff. Also, Iroh, I, I think his development, is kind of underscored by Zuko's. The development is there, but it, it feels overshadowed by Zuko's. Is maybe a better way of putting that. Oh. Where you know, we, it's yeah. easy to focus on Zuko. Mm, yeah.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> are you just
0: like, give me shit here. Uh, it's easy. It's easy to focus on Zuko. So right. um, you kind of miss the the stuff that Ira goes through, which was I think what I, what I talked a little bit about last episode, yeah. where he's really kind of uh, becoming the good self, or at least uh, revealing the good self in mm-hmm. in such a way that. I think is a really interesting and exciting this season. Um my runner up was May, of course, because
2: Oh my god, oh, yes, that's a
0: mood. I that's love ex- love her. that's exactly why right. it's because she she is a mood and will forever be a mood and you can
2: just, rely on that mood. she's just there and I love
0: her. Um <sighs>
2: And then like after that would
0: be Tally. They're pretty yeah.
2: close. Also okay. May has the best hairstyle.
0: Yes. Oh, I strongly
1: disagree. I'm sorry. No. I think Ty Lee has a much no. She's style. got a basic braid. Yes, yeah, a basic but <laughs> braid. Those bangs, the flippy bangs, and it's not a basic braid. It's like a high braid. Like her braid gives me Ariana Grande like high <laughs> pony. No, hair see
2: Tali's hairstyle is functional. May's hairstyle is for style.
1: May's hairstyle looks like a it's space
2: buns and bangs and there's nothing better than that. It's no, super uh, anyone can pull that off. It's not
1: not everyone can pull off bangs, Serena. You should not be encouraging our listeners to do that.
0: Everyone cut your hair. No. Cut your hair. Go get a scissors right now. Bang. Tyler, you would
2: look great with bangs. bangs. <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like you're like jealous of the risk taking I've done by like getting <laughs> bangs. <laughs> Like, I had bangs you for eight years. Like, is it over? Like, like <laughs> honestly, like, I feel like I'm just, like, coming in here right now. Like, oh, I have bangs. Like, no big deal. Like, obviously, like, it's, like, a big deal.
0: <laughs> if you, uh, this is for our listeners. This is a question for all of you. If you cut your hair over the pandemic, what did you do? And how oh. many times did you cut your hair over the pandemic? Because I feel like everybody and their mom did that. I
1: did it once. I took, um... like an electric razor that you're supposed to use like for your beard and I just did that completely around the side of my head and I just left the top of my head like long but then I took like my scissors and I just kind of like chopped at it to like a length that felt comfortable so like there was a point where like my hair in the front of my head was like five inches long and then like in the middle of my head it was only like three inches long
2: (laughs) wait was that when I told you not to cut your hair and then you went and cut your hair I didn't know you did that that was
1: that was in May that was in April but you didn't do
2: that yourself
1: no, so in April or May, I did that myself.
2: Oh my God, um, when you good told me, job! I
1: think <laughs> it was on Instagram. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when you told me to not cut my hair, that was in September, and I got that cut by someone.
2: Oh, okay, uh, yeah, was, okay, okay. Because
1: okay. that's when barbers were back open, and I was like, Plus That's when Barbara was back in town. That's when Barbara Streisand <laughs> revitalized her career.
0: <laughs> Aaron, I'm actually very curious. As a music
1: person, what did you think of the score this season?
0: I... I, I I do like it. I, mm-hmm. I I heard your reaction in the uh, in the bonus of uh, the first bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really bad for Jeremy here. Like yeah. it's a mm-hmm. tough situation to be in with the network. Mm-hmm. Um, the score is great. Um, I guess it doesn't play as big of a role in my mind. Um, but that's usually for me. The sign of a good score is because mm-hmm. I don't really think about it. See, Um, I guess for me, the sign of
1: a good score is that I notice it because, like, it enhances the emotions that I'm feeling. I think of, like, the Social Network, one sure. of the best scores I've ever heard. Aaron and Star it's kids, like yeah. it's supposed to give you this underlying feeling that like there's something not right about Mark Zuckerberg or mm-hmm. that like he's not this nice little mm-hmm. geeky guy. He was someone who is willing to like cut throat and you know what I yeah. mean? And the score like reflects that. You like see him out for a jog and it's this very sad, somber like classical music and then it transitions to this very dark kind of techno like wah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. There's something going on here. yeah. Um, and I guess I feel similarly about Avatar. Like every single scene that I really hits me emotionally, like it's the score that enhances it. You know, I think about the desert specifically. Um, you know, Katara just grabbing Aang when he's in the Avatar state. And like it hits that Avatar theme, but it's not the typical Avatar theme. It's like a very somber version of it. And like mm-hmm. uh, even thinking about it right now, I'm like tearing up a little bit. <laughs> it just the score really hits me. So. It's
0: it's it's a fantastic score don't get me wrong like I think it's uh, for me yeah it, it wasn't as, as present but I'm also very particular about how shows are scored um so also I do a lot I'm also very interested in scoring uh found scoring which is like um taking already existing songs and like putting mm-hmm. them in like Westworld Yeah, have you seen Westworld? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, sort of, kind of, um, but not exactly. I mean, Westworld does a good job of it, but like they're they're also like playing that for gags almost. Um, See, I didn't think so. I thought it was like trying
1: to be like a contradictory of like this is a very modern world that they're just trying to make it fit within. It's like a very artificial. I mean, you know, it, it
0: fits within the realm. Don't get me wrong, but I'm more talking about like tarantino-esque scores where he just oh takes shut up i like
1: quentin tarantino
0: and, oh okay not well, a fan
2: also but i know what um, you're
0: talking about i mean I, it, worth watching i think if you're interested in film uh I, there's definitely some things where it's just like come on man <laughs> like what the hell are you doing God. you yeah. can't make a bunch of white people say the n-word you just can't do <laughs> it I really hated quentin
1: um, i've only seen once upon a time in hollywood um, but I've seen snippets of his other movies and I do not
2: like them. So.
0: West An- Wes Anderson does a very good job of this as oh, well. Oh, I love Wes Anderson.
2: <laughs> Wes we Anderson go. is my god. Uh, I of
0: dogs. Hell
2: yes. <laughs> I, love I love
1: Fantastic dogs. Mr. Fox. <laughs> even <my> better. <laughs> we just
0: watched that last night.
2: Um, <gasps> we
1: had a great
0: time. Oh, God. It was god. good stuff. Um, there's, there, uh, found scores are really interesting. I think that's a fun way to use music. Uh, Baby Driver, uh, another one that does that really, See, really well. I didn't like the- <laughs> I didn't like. Bait. I didn't I like Baby Driver though because it overwhelmed me. Oh, that's so. Yeah, that's kind of how Edgar Wright is though. He's very overwhelming. You have to watch his movies several times to really get all of the jokes that are there. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of the best visual comedians I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, you know me; I get auditory overwhelmed all, <laughs> like easily.
1: Yeah. So, like the first five minutes of that, I was like, "I'm gonna suffer." <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> gonna it's suffer. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite films of all time, probably. Um, I gave it a three wait, out of ten. Is <laughs> you gave that- it a three out of ten. I hated it. I hated that movie,
2: <sighs> Tyler. I still cannot watch a movie and be like confidently, yes or no, Tyler will like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like not like other girls. I'm like I'm quirky. Like uh,
2: <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> okay, so we're
1: gonna put a cover on that. <laughs> um, thanks, Aaron for sharing with us your feelings.
0: Yeah, but wait, what's the
2: rating? It.
0: Rating of the season? Yeah, that you did gave. You get the rating already. I have not. <gasps> did
2: you, did I almost I cut learned? you
1: off. I'm so sorry. Yeah.
0: What did you rate this season, Aaron? I rated this season a nine.
2: Okay, I
1: Wait. can get behind it. I thought you were gonna say eight for a second. I was gonna be real pissed off.
2: Wait, did we I both give it a ten?
1: I gave it a ten. Ten. I, you gave it a nine. Nine.
2: Oh, I nine. gave it a nine ten. because yeah, because of the ending. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. Uh Which, so, like, yeah, I understand a nine. I obviously don't agree with it, but, like, I can understand it.
2: I I
0: also would, I I, I didn't talk about season one, but I would have given season one a nine as well. Um, there. Really? Yeah, I really like season one. Oh, wow. I really like
1: season one. I think I gave that one a seven.
2: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I would have probably given it a seven. Uh, it, yeah. Like, it's
1: good. It's just yeah. not something where it's, like, I, I consider seven to be good and then eight to be great. And I just don't think season one is great. It's overall
0: good, you Mm -hmm. know. It's good enough
2: to watch the next season. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I am a slut for world building.
2: Ah. But I feel like season
0: two does that
1: better than season one.
0: It doesn't, though it okay. it builds on the already existing <laughs> existing platform that season 1 creates cuz season I mean for when I saw season 1 like I saw season 1 when it was coming out so no one knew what the heck a bender was <laughs> like uh. that was a unique magic system (laughs) it it was a unique magic system that was very different from anything that I had ever seen it was in a children's television show with complex themes and it blew my mind when I first saw it so season Mm -hmm. one I guess maybe holds a very special place in my heart and that's why I'm able to give it comfortably a nine Um, it doesn't eclipse into 10 territory for me just because I mean it lose I think it loses something in the fact that it's designed for children Mm -hmm. I would have be very interested to see Brian Koniesco and Michael Di do a adult-themed television show. See, and I guess that's
1: why I love it because it's it presents these themes that are so deep and complex in a way that's easy to understand. Yeah, And I think the only sense in that, like, it's a children's show, the only time it really holds back is, like, Lao Guy yeah. when, mm. you know, like, the whole brainwashing versus hypnotism, I think it would have been much more effective to show severe psychological trauma. Obviously, they can't do that in a kid's show. Yep. And, like, obviously, Jet's death but that's more of like a nitpicky my main thing is just like the hypnotism thing um but i really felt like that was the only time where it held back on these really complex themes yeah
0: they it it, it, overall i mean incredible this is there are very few shows that i would give a 10 to on any season ever Mm -hmm. so i mean i
1: keep track of all tv shows that i watch and i think i've given maybe four tv shows a 10 out of 10. I know I would give Westworld a 10 out of 10. So I have 90 90 TV shows.
0: Holy cow, Tyler.
1: Yeah. You gave four? And I've given one, two, three, four, five, a 10 out of 10. What were they? Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, hell yeah. This is in order. And this isn't spoilers because I've already talked about my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Avatar The Last Airbender is number one. Schitt's Creek is number two. Um, The Office is number three. Erased as number four, and Fleabag as number five.
2: I was not expecting you to say Shit's Creek. Schitt's-
0: I was not expecting you to say The Office. So, I, would
1: not I knew the the office that you loved The Office. 10. Okay, so In a, million a 10 years. is not perfect. A 10 is something that makes it stand out above the rest. The Office revolutionized how humor is portrayed okay, on television. Okay, I can television. get that. Yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Um, Shits Creek, just because of their like themes and how they handle like a family dynamic in a very very healthy oh, way. Oh, I totally a lot of, like, agree. Sexuality that doesn't constantly make it a joke and having mm-hmm. a gay character that's not just his personality is gay. He's not even gay. He's pansexual, but mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm. says he's gay because his partner ends up being a man. Um, yeah, so I guess just ten out of ten in generic like themes and not just kind of like this show is amazing would just be Avatar, um, Erased, and then bag.
2: I need to watch Erased.
1: I love Erased. Um, no, I gave Westworld, I think, an 8. Because, really? Yeah, season 2 was significantly worse than I, season 1.
0: I have not seen, seen season 2 After at all. After season
1: 2, I gave it a 7. Okay. But then season 3 brought it up to an 8. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I I, yeah, I haven't watched past. I just remember watching Originally, season I 1. Originally, I gave one season 1 a, one
1: a 9, two, not a 10.
0: No. I'm but, definitely more... These you know, days, I'm
1: much more generous with my 9s. Um, so... Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. See the only show that I could tell you that is a knockout 10 out of 10 for me is Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> knockout. It that. It was, entertain that. <laughs> it was yeah. formative. It was, you know, it, it created like the person that you see before you right now is is uh, 4060 Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> the other half is Dragon Tales. But I <laughs> did give Tiger Dragon King King's and Dragon
1: Love Is Blind Come. a nine out of Love. ten. You
2: give Love yeah. Is Blind a nine out
0: of ten. See, this is this is why I can't trust you. <laughs> Red flag, Tyler. <laughs> love Red
1: flag. Love is blind. I gave a nine out of ten because it's one of those shows where it's so bad. It's amazing. Oh, you know, uh, I technically gave it a negative nine out of ten. Because I mean, I it do is pretty.
2: I, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I like the concept of the u scale. Yeah,
1: I do too. It's very useful because I'm like, love is buying trash show. I'm not going to give it a one, though, because that says no one should watch it. I'm like, trash show that everyone should see.
2: <laughs> Wait, what was negative the other one nine you said? Out of 10.
1: Tiger King, and I gave that one also a negative nine out of ten.
2: Oh, I, s- I thought it was just one. It should have. No, I love hated Tiger it. King. It oh, was I just like it.
1: I, was, I
0: was. I enraptured.
1: Veep is a nine. Oh,
0: Veep, Veep is fantastic. Veep I is a like Veep. soft
1: nine too because um six and seven, season six and seven, were terrible. Oh, but they're they're intentionally supposed to be terrible.
0: Yeah. So, oh, I see that. There's there's always the problem, and I, I always have that with TV shows too, where you're gonna have good seasons, you're gonna have bad seasons because mm-hmm. network changes, writers run out of ideas. Well, it's that's hard.
1: Why, that was one of the things that you mean to anime too, is anime is based off a of manga that has a complete story. It's, you know? it's a set so ending. Yeah, it is like, and that's one of the things about Avatar. There's a complete story. It's a set ending. I hate network television where it's just like we're gonna stop beating this dead horse when it stops spitting out money. Yeah,
0: the it gets,
1: <laughs> Grey's Anatomy prime example. Community.
0: <laughs> for four seasons was was for, for three four seasons was incredible. Like mm-hmm. just the best show on television. And I would give them all ten out of ten and then then and then people started leaving and season five like being one terrible. of the writers left
1: or something. Dan Harmon left and then he came Dan back Harman for season quit. six and they like ritconned it and said there was a gas leak so everyone like was acting weird or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a
0: it was just a very I mean obviously they they worked with what they had and it was a very funny show the jokes were always good but like yeah there's just some clear differences when mm-hmm. and when you take different characters out of the show it just doesn't work like mm-hmm. and that was what happened is Donald Glover got really famous yeah. Um, and decided he needed to pursue his, his career in music, which is like great. I yeah. mean, I'm glad we have Childish Gambino. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously, uh, what's his face? Uh, Chevy Chase is just an asshole. So yeah. there's that's that.
1: Well, no, I had <laughs> 90 movies. I have t- currently, as of recording, I have 238 movies on here. Dear Lord Tyler, pick a random one and I'll t- pick a random number and I'll tell you what it is and what the rating is 72. The Boys in the Band, 8 out of 10.
2: The heck is the what boys is the boys in the, in the band?
1: band? So it's an it's a it was a play in the nineteen sixties um, that was then adapted to a movie and it w- it gave um, they did a Broadway revival like in twenty eighteen or something um, and it's about a bunch of gay men have a party together um, and it all kind of just like goes downhill <laughs> and um, the Broadway was that a farce re- no it's it's really kind of sad.
0: Oh, never mind. Sorry for laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I
1: mean, it's like, uh, it's one of those where it's like, oh, these men, their lives are falling apart and they're all oh, taking it out okay. on each other. Um, It's really sad. Um,
0: I read that as, you know, like, there's a big gay party and hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> hijinks, no, no, yes. it's like, um,
1: I mean, obviously it was hard being gay in the 1960s. Yeah, so, very hard. And it's still hard being gay today. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I related to a lot of the things that these gay men were going through. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's on Netflix.
2: Wait, have you ever seen The Birdcage with Robin Williams? I haven't. You should watch that. I want to know what your rating is.
1: I have 158 movies on my two watch
0: list. Add another. (laughs) Maybe uh, we should, the next podcast should be We Torture Tyler with our movie podcast, our movie recommendation. We can call
2: it We TT.
0: If you want another one, I'll throw another one at you.
2: Yeah
1: uh and,
0: 69 dudes
1: i hate you so I'm, <laughs> that's not that far away from 72. i know it's fine frozen
2: <laughs> 69 <laughs> yeah. is frozen and i yes. gave
1: that an 8 out of 10 you did yeah oh
2: i thought you would have ripped right into that one i
1: liked frozen it was it's... it was generically good i could rewatch it a few times <gasps> frozen 2 i gave a 3 out of 10 is i hate a, is bug's two. life on there Yes, let me check.
2: I love the Bug's Life. RGT, that's my that's favorite. Bug's Pixar. Life.
1: I gave seven out of ten.
2: I hate you. It's <laughs> not. Bug's g- Life is eleven out of ten. It's at good, most. but
1: it's not great. No,
2: it's f- fan fucking tastic. My,
1: my highest rated Pixar movie is Ratatouille, which I've already. Talked
2: about. <laughs> Wait, did you give that ten?
1: Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I gave Ratatouille a ten. Ratatouille. Wally a ten. The Incredibles a ten. You did. So good. It
2: is good. And then Finding
1: Nemo is a high, high nine. Oh god, like (sighs) it is two steps away from being
0: a ten.
2: Used to hate that as a kid. Watched it as an adult, and I was like, dang. Have you seen Coco
0: yet? Yeah, let me check. What'd you put for Coco? I sobbed. I that was oh Coco. That was the only Disney movie or Disney Pixar that I have ever just like legitimately like tears streaming down my face. Yeah, I see. That
2: was Bug's Life for me.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
2: God, just, <laughs> I just thought it was so—I was It was. I was I crying because I was laughing so hard. And also, like, there, there's, like, l- l- literal, like, Girl Scouts in, a in, in like, a, f- a flying, flaming plane. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs>
1: See, for me, ratatouille, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> okay, no, ratatouille makes me cry, Anyone can
1: too. cook. Oh, God. Anyone and it's not that— cook!
2: It's, it's not that
1: any old person can learn how to become a good cook, but that a great cook— can come from anywhere. Meaning that they're, any person, no matter how ordinary they seem, can have something special about them.
2: Are you okay, babe? I love Ratatouille. So. I, think that's like, I think that's the perfect ending. I'm thinking <laughs> so. about Ratatouille
1: the musical. And they're like, Remy, my Ratatouille, the king <laughs> of all my dreams. And I'm like, make it a Broadway musical.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, that note. All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, bye. We love you. Love you more.
1: I love Pixar. That's not true. I love <laughs> Studio Ghibli more.
2: Hey.